Hey friends, if you struggle to find time to read the Bible, or maybe like me, you do devotions in the morning, but then you could use a little more scripture in your day, I want to make sure you know about the Dwell Bible app. What makes Dwell so special is that they read the Bible to you, and you can choose from all different books of the Bible, different plans. They even have Dwell Daily, which is a daily devotional. And what really sets Dwell apart is that they have a variety of voices. You can have read the Bible to you. Over time, I've listened to Rosie the most. She is soft and relaxed and makes you feel like you're sitting by a fireside being read to. I also love Amber's voice. It's comforting and eloquent. So good. And then you can also choose what you want in the background, whether it's music or white noise. I love hearing the piano being played while I listen to the Bible being read to me. Pretty special. Dwell has something for everyone, men, women, and even children. So go over to dwellbible.com forward slash Monica Swanson to receive your 25% discount today. Again, that's dwellbible.com forward slash Monica Swanson for your 25% discount. I know you're going to love it, so check it out. Let me know what you think. Christian Parenting Aloha friends, welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast, powered by Christian Parenting. I am Monica Swanson, mom to four boys, podcast host and author of Boy Mom, What Your Son Needs Most From You. Here on the podcast, it's my goal to bring you practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising boys in this sometimes crazy world. You can always find show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. I'm so glad you're here. A lot of times we go from one thing to the next thing to the next thing, and we really aren't breathing. We're just pushing through. And the idea here is if we make a good yes, like this is a yes that I have to do, the yes that I'm going to be a part of, the yes that God has called me to, then we can breathe not always easier, but our breath is more significant because we can stop and say, this is what you've called me to do, Lord. I need you here. Let's go. Hey friends, welcome back to the Boy Mom Podcast. I'm so happy that you are joining me for this special Mother's Day edition of the podcast. And I'm so excited to share today's guest with you, Kirsten Watson. Now, you are just listening to a short clip from Kirsten, but if you're not familiar already, she is an amazing woman. She is a mother to seven, wife to NFL veteran Benjamin Watson. She's a businesswoman, podcast host, and she loves to share tips for women who are juggling it all and just want to get it right. Now, today we are drawing from her brand new book, which is just coming out called Sis, Take a Breath, and it's encouragement for the woman who's trying to live and love well, but seriously just wants to take a nap. Oh, how we all relate to that, right? So she's so much fun to talk to, and Kirsten and I are both going to agree on our advice that when it comes to Mother's Day, you really need to kind of think about what you want it to look like and start planning. Don't wait. Don't wait for someone else to do it for you. And we both acknowledge that it can be a tough holiday. And I know there's a lot of mixed feelings on Mother's Day for many people, and we want to be sensitive to that. But we do want to celebrate you moms. And so um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I wanted Kirsten to share it from her book. There's so much good stuff in it. It's so fun to just learn about what it's like to be the wife of an NFL player and it's just a really fun read, but 
Today, I asked Kirsten to just share five ways moms can take a breath. Take a breath in this Mother's Day season. She's got the metaphor of breath throughout this book, which I just love. But um, we're going to touch on relationships with girlfriends, our husbands, talking about prayer, talking about painful seasons, and so much practical stuff that I hope can really help you have a more balanced life and great perspective and a happier Mother's Day as well. So guys, want to thank you again for just being a part of this community. Thank you for your ratings and reviews wherever you listen. If you haven't left one yet, that would be a great Mother's Day gift to me. You just scroll down on your phone to where you see those five stars, tap on them. And if you want to leave a few words about what you love most about the Boy Mom podcast, I read them all and they are so encouraging. So thank you. I hope you, that you can sit back and enjoy this. Or if you've got tennis shoes on, get out in nature, take a walk and uh, enjoy this conversation with Kirsten Watson. Hey, Kirsten, welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast. Hello, I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, well, you're not as excited as I am. You, you've got a bunch of boys and girls. So before we get started, why don't you just tell everyone about your big, crazy, beautiful family? Oh my goodness, big and crazy, definitely. <laughs> well, yes, I've been married to my husband, Benjamin, for 16 and a half years, and we have seven kids, ages 13 through twins who are about to be three. So there's a 10-year mm. gap between all seven of the, seven of them. And we have four boys and three girls, and mm. we are in all the fields. I mean, from the potty training to the elementary school to the middle school and all that deals with that. So we are right in the mix of all the things. Yes. Even a teenager in there. Yes. Brand new wow. to, the, to the group. And that's been, it's actually been really good thus far. So I hope it continues that way. <laughs> wow. Okay. And then twins to just, you know, make things that much crazier. How has that transition been after, you know, having a bunch of single kids at a time? What's it been like? Um, that's a very loaded question. Um, <laughs> in fact, we were going for number six because I like even numbers and I want everyone to be a partner. <laughs> and God was like, no way is that happening. Yeah. So the fact that we had twins and there's no twins on our family on either side, they're identical. So it's wow. just, you know, the cell splits. It's like one, of, it's a God yep. thing. So mm -hmm. we are learning on the fly that we have no idea what we're wow. doing. Wow. <laughs> and, and potty training too at once. That must be its own its you own know, thing. Yeah. I reached out yesterday for anyone to help me because I thought I knew what I was doing again. And I've done this five times. I'm like, Kirsten, you can do this. And I really realized I don't know what I'm doing. So mm -hmm. yeah, they mm -hmm. are, they are making my brain work. That's for sure. And are they, are they a lot alike? Are there, is their personalities pretty different at this point? They are very different. And then they swap. Mm -hmm. So like one oh. day, one doesn't like cheese and the other does like cheese. And so then when I do that for the next lunch, it's the opposite. And so okay. they, they switch and oh. luckily they're not, they're normally not crying at the same time, which is good. So they, they <laughs> turns on the crying and the screaming part. So, okay. That's so much fun. <laughs> I don't know a lot about twins. I haven't been close to anyone who's had twins. So I'm always yeah. so curious, like Me either did they, so. did they share a crib? Is that what they do still? I remember hearing yeah. that or no. In the very beginning when they weren't moving, now they had their own cribs, but they, <laughs> in the morning, they, they sing with each other. Oh. Each other. They jump and they throw toys. And okay. so they, they have a partner for sure. But you okay. know, at 5am, so you don't want to hear them counting 20. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. Well, I just love it. I could talk about twins all day. Well, we are going to be talking a little bit about your brand new book, which as this comes out should be like one day old in the world. And it is called Sis, Take a Breath. Love that title. Thank and you. I also love the subtitle, Encouragement for the Woman Who's Trying to Live and Love Well but secretly just wants to take a nap. So <laughs> can we all relate? It does. It does. So I was curious when I read that, are you a napper? Do you take naps? No, I wish I you want get to. You. I don't get to. I'm, I am a pro napper. I'm like the, the queen of the 11 minute nap. I can <gasps> put myself down completely go out and then recharge in 11 and you're minutes. you're good. Flat. You don't mm-hmm. feel like you just ruined well, everything. I usually need a little like sugar or caffeine pretty quick to just like, but it's, I feel like I've told my boys and I do think it's genetic because I think my dad's this way, but I hit a point in the day where it's like, my battery has to turn off. Like yeah. if I'm driving, I have pulled off with kids in the car what? <laughs> like give mom a couple of minutes. I love it. Because I thought I don't want to crash. And they kind of, it's happened more than once. Um, so it's good. I live on an Island where I can't drive too far. Cause it's not <laughs> like I take many long drives, but yeah, I love a good nap. So I think uh, that's awesome. Yes. Okay. So the theme throughout this book, which I have so enjoyed is breath and breathing mm-hmm. and and the importance and all the different ways. I mean, it's such a beautiful analogy and, and God uses our breath in so many ways. And um, so I thought we would just have a little Mother's Day focused encouragement here and you could cover, there's there's so many good chapters in this book, but we're going to touch on five ways that moms can take a breath this Mother's Day, can, can really understand what you're talking about when you say we need to breathe. And so I would love in, love to dive in and just have you share a little bit, some snippets from your heart in this book. Is that all right? That sounds great. Okay. So let's start with, uh, you talked early on in the book about sticking with the essentials. Can you tell us what you're talking about there and how we as moms can, in this crazy world, learn to simplify and stick with essentials? Yeah. So I, I label it, I don't need extra. And that's a, it's a <laughs> saying that I always, I will say when I'm like, that's extra. I'm not going there. You know, that's my <laughs> way of identifying that I don't have margin. And I think what happens is a lot of times we are juggling a lot of balls. And the way I've mm-hmm. been recognizing it is that some of those balls are glass mm-hmm. and some of those balls are just like plastic. And so, mm-hmm. but they're all balls and we think they're all important, but some of them, if they fall, they will break. And mm-hmm. we have to determine which ball is which. Mm-hmm. And all of them aren't important at the same time. Yeah. And so when I talk about... um that and and prioritizing. I think a lot of times we go from one thing to the next thing to the next thing, and we really aren't breathing. We're just Mm -hmm. pushing through. And the idea here is if we make a good yes, like this is a yes that I have to do, the yes that I'm going to be a part of, the yes that God has called me to, then we can breathe not always easier, but our Mm -hmm. breath is more significant because we can stop and say, this is what you've called me to do, Lord. I need you here. Let's go. You know, so it's a different way of approaching the things that we've said yes to. But on our part, we've got to become better stewards of our yes Mm. and determine what, because when we say yes to something, it's no to something else. Absolutely. And so we just have to become better at prioritizing 
and saying, okay, I'm saying no to this. And that's a complete sentence. I may not have to explain myself, but Mm. the answer is no. And so just as much as yes is a complete sentence, so is no. And being comfortable in making that decision. That is huge. And I think for a lot of us, there is that guilt or we feel like saying no is letting people down. But I love how you frame it that really in order to say a good yes, we have to say some no's. And it is about stewarding our time and our resources and our energy. Yeah, for sure. That is huge. And I just love the extra. Like I was laughing. (laughs) I totally get that. All the extra. Yes. Okay. So now we're going to talk about the significance of a significant other. And this is a great time for you to kind of share who your husband is. Many people listening already know, but for those who don't, we're, as you know, we're in Hawaii. We're a surf and skateboarding family. Now we're suddenly a golf family too, but my boys love football. So they were pretty excited (laughs) when I told them who I was interviewing. So tell us about your man and a little bit about your backstory there even. Yeah. Well, I wish, and I hope my boys would play golf rather than football, if I'm honest. (laughs) I mean, shoot, I'll find up somewhere for them to surf as well. But um, yeah, so I, we've been married again, 16 and a half years. We met at UGA um, at an organization called the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Mm-hmm. And he was playing football at transfer from Duke. And that was the year that I played softball at Georgia. So I, when you look back at it, you think, man, of all the places he could have transferred, it was the one year that I played softball, the BNFCA. Mm-hmm. You know, I really believe that it was a God thing that we mm-hmm. were able to meet um, at that time. But the the importance of this, the significance of the significant other is this idea. Well, it's really what we're called to that. We know that when God has put two people together, it's not just about that person. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, although we both are very strong individually, Benjamin played in the NFL for 16 years, um, multiple teams, high accolades, always one of the hardest workers that I know, um, has always stood up for truth and justice um, in the Bible, baptizing people in hot tubs. I mean, like just amazing things um, for the kingdom. And I I know that God did not put us together on accident. Mm -mm. And I know that we know that um, as a result of our marriage, that our marriage is also our ministry. And so- Mm Um, our mission field for a long time was the NFL. So, and now it's something different and we're walking and figuring out what that looks like. But I just, the idea is that your partner is, is your, is your teammate. And, Mm -hmm. um, we feel like we're definitely stronger together. You better watch out when we're on the same page. I love that. I love that. Do you mind telling the story about one of the first things you remember hearing him say, I think it was at a fellowship of Christian athletes meeting, right? It was. I love this. I was like, okay, right there. Hilarious. We laugh about it now, but it's funny (laughs) because many people were telling me, Hey, have you, have you met Ben Watson, the new Ben, you know, guy from Duke? And I'm like, he's a football player. I'm really not that interested. Mm -hmm. And he, at this point, if he was sitting next to me, he'd be like, yeah, right. You know, whatever. (laughs) <laughs> it's true. It's very true. And um, I believe you. And he's not here. So yes, yeah, so I, my story counts. And um, so we were sitting at a FCA meeting and the meeting topic was on like healthy dating or godly dating relationships. And he stands up and he says, you know, my dad says your relationship should be like a triangle. You're on one side. She's on the other side and God is at the middle. And the only way you can get closer together is if you're individually seeking your relationship with the Lord and you're moving up the triangle. And I remember leaning over to my friend 
Michelle Tyree. And I'm like, wait, what's his name? And she goes, that Ben Watson. I'm like, oh, oh. now I want to know who Maybe he is. Maybe I do like him. Exactly. Yeah. Now I need oh. to know all about him. So that was the first thing that he said that definitely so caught cool. my attention. So cool. And I just have to say, your husband is quite a writer. I've been reading some of his articles recently. Yes. I've shared some in my email to subscribers. He's he's a really good writer. Super gifted with words, yeah. not only verbally, yeah. but also in writing. I'm like, when's your next book coming out? I'm always asking, mm -hmm. what is he going to mm -hmm. do? But he he really is gifted in that way. Yeah. Has he, has he written some books? I've only read his articles, so sorry if I should know. Has yeah, he, he has. Yeah, okay. He, he did a, um, there's, there's a, there's a new dad's playbook, which is basically oh. he'll say all the things that he didn't do during our, our pregnancies. Oh. It's, it's, um, so it's good. kind of like the what to expect when you're expecting for men. For dads. I for love dads. It. Yeah. Okay. And he did another one, um, that was kind of on the, uh, back end of the Ferguson case and all of that, that came out and it's, it's a, a book that talks about race and it mm -hmm. talks about the gospel and how the two come together. And it, it's really a book about all of his feelings after with everything that was going on and how we yeah. know the gospel is the answer to, to all the things that we were experiencing. Awesome. So that's another book that he's written. And um, awesome. Really I'll find well. those and link, link to those in show notes as well. Perfect. So. Yeah. It's called Under Our Skin. All right. Awesome. I'll link to those. Well, yeah, I've been super impressed. My husband too has been following him and, and was really excited that you and I get to talk. Okay. So the significance of a significant other. And I have to say that you, the title of that chapter, chapter four is wags. I was like, what's a wag? So go ahead and tell us, tell us that. Cause that's like been a big part of your life, right? Uh, it's, it's, it's the, it's wives and girlfriends. It's like, uh -huh. You know what you? I I didn't really know either when that whole thing. You know, it's like when everything went to like LOL, and you know we don't say the whole thing anymore. And I was old enough to be like, wait, what is a wag? Oh, that's what we oh, are. Oh, wives and girlfriends. I get it. Yeah, so, so interesting. Yeah, and you've met crazy. so many people and had so many experiences over the years. And what I love is, I don't know about you. I'm I'm older than you, but. I kind of love to hit a season where it's like, oh, I actually have something to share now with the younger people. Like you kind of sure. go a long time where you're learning, 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 and then you're like, wait, I've had some experience. So you probably have really encouraged a lot of the younger wags <laughs> with from your journey walking through all this. Yeah. Well, it's kind of cool because the NFL um, generally on average is three to four seasons is kind of the career. Mm -hmm. And so like I mentioned before, Benjamin played for 16. So <laughs> at, at you know, very early, like late in my twenties, I was an old person in the uh, league. So clearly yeah. by, by the time I was 38, it was like, girl, are y'all, mm -hmm. when are y'all leaving? You know? So yeah. yes, there was definitely a lot of opportunity to be the oldest and be, yeah. Kind of like the mama bear of the group and the big sis. Then, yeah the I big sister. and plus we had all these kids and they were like girl yeah. how tell me all the secrets i was like i'll tell you what i know so. totally oh that's so good okay so now i want to touch on chapter seven where you talk about prayer and this has um, some great breathing analogies too so encourage the moms out there who need to breathe and probably the best way they can do it is through prayer yeah, I, I think prayer, I don't want to say it gets a bad rap, but it almost feels as though it's not as important as it is. Mm -hmm. And I think we sometimes can just equate prayer to like before we eat and 
you know, just, it's just kind of not real intimate. And I think um, because of that, sometimes our prayer life is, can be uh, a little shallow, honestly. Mm -hmm. And so I think I always say, you know, the more that I've gotten in my word and the more desperate I am for the Lord, the, the, the more intimate my prayer life is. Mm, And so, and really, you know, sometimes it feels weird when you're by yourself and, you know, Benjamin and I will pray, but it's like, I've even gotten a chance to meet with, you know, women that I'm, that I know that I'm learning about and that I'm growing in. And we like have gone to the Lord with some amazing and really hard things to pray for. Mm -hmm. And just to see God show up, I think sometimes we just think God is not listening, even though we, he says, come and ask, you know, mm-hmm. he says all, all these things in the Bible that tell us to go to before yeah. him mm-hmm. and he wants to know us. And I think mm-hmm. we serve a small God and we mm-hmm. ask for small things. And I think when we're asking for healing and when we're asking for, you know, direction for our kids, that these are things that he wants us to be a part of. And yes. so the prayer piece, it's like, that's when you really do exhale because you're like, God, take it. Like, this is mm-hmm. much and I think sometimes as women, we tend to think it's up to us. And when we do that, our breath is very shallow. Yes. Because we feel like we have to control and hold mm-hmm. on and mm-hmm. all <laughs> do all, it's yeah. all of us. And yeah. I feel like the more we pray and talk to God, we re- we like, we release it and we say, no, God, it's yours. Yeah. Like help me to just walk in obedience step mm-hmm. by step. Give me what I need. And there, I think I say manna for the day. And mm-hmm. just today, because I don't even know if I'll be here tomorrow, quite frankly. Right. So right. just, just help me with today. And I think that has changed a lot in how I just maneuver day to day. I don't get it right all the time, but there are mm-hmm. definitely days where I feel myself trying to control and, you know, you got that bubbly feeling like I'm about to blow. Yeah. Sure. And I'm like, Lord, no. Yeah. Like, stop. This is right. all you. like, tell me, show me what I'm supposed to show you. Show me, like, help me see with your eyes. Right. I think that's just, it's a constant conversation that I'm having with him throughout the day. Yes. I love that. And, you know, they say that anxiety has been just at epidemic levels, especially since the pandemic and so many other things going on in our world. But breathing is what everyone says is like the key, like when you feel anxiety coming on. So I love how you say, inhale God's word and exhale peace. Yes. And I think that that might sound like just a cute saying, but it's really practical. Like (laughs) truly, I mean, and and even as simple as just writing down a couple key verses that really apply to what you're going through and pull those out and inhale them and then breathe out peace. I just think that's so great. Hey guys, hope you're enjoying this conversation. I want to pause real quick to tell you about this episode's sponsor, which is Sarah's Spanish School. Now, I'm really excited about this because Luke recently came back from his trip to Nicaragua telling me he wants to learn Spanish. He took French in high school, but now he wants to learn Spanish, which means, of course, Levi will want to learn Spanish as well. And literally the same day he told me that, I got an email from my new friend, Sarah, who runs Sarah's Spanish School, and she wants to offer a free opportunity for boy mom podcast listeners who want their kids to learn Spanish. Sarah is a Christian, a wife, a mom, and the owner of Sarah's Spanish School. She teaches kids Spanish online using science experiments, cooking classes, games, songs, crafts, and more. 
And your kids can participate in unlimited Spanish classes for the entire month of May for free. The classes are live and interactive, but you can also get a lifetime access to all the class recordings. Now, there is no credit card required. It's truly free. So this is an amazing opportunity if you'd like to try and incorporate some Spanish into your child's education and see if they like it. So I'm going to be linking to this in show notes, but if you want to go directly over and check it out now, you can go to sarahsspanish.com forward slash the boy mom. And I'm going to spell that. There's two S's in the middle, S-A-R-A-H-S, and then another S-P-A-N-I-S-H.com forward slash the boy mom, sarahsspanish.com forward slash the boy mom. Uh, check it out. Uh, Sarah offers a lot of different things, but the month of May is free. So this is your time to dive in. And I'm so excited to check it out with my boys. All right. Now we're going to get back to our conversation. Hope you enjoy. Okay, let's talk about sisters. <laughs> Who are your dark alley friends? Oh. Dark alley friends, talk to us. Yes, <laughs> so this is about community. And I think sometimes when we are working and doing our life, we can become very isolated or okay. our friendships are very shallow. And I think God calls us to something in, our, in the body much deeper than that. And so I call them my dark alley friends because I, if I had to go through a dark alley, these are the people I want with me. Now, I will know which one's going to run and I'll know which one's going to call the police and which one's going to fight. I know everyone's personality, but it's like, we're going to all do this together. And so it's just really the girls who are with me that are praying that I can, I am my most authentic self mm. in terms of what I'm struggling with, when I'm happy, when I'm, you know, I, I can just yeah. send out a text and be like, hey, I need prayer right now. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like immediately getting on it. You know, mm. you know, it's like, it's, it's your people oh. who know you. And I think yeah. sometimes we don't have that because mm-hmm. we're always putting on a mask. We're always yeah. trying to look apart. Yeah. Um, and so it's really about it. You know, I've never lived in one place in our 16 years. Yeah. I've never been anywhere longer than, I don't know, four years, five wow. years. How, so have you counted how many moves, how many moves have you lot. made? Some of them are twice. We went to Boston twice. We were the Patriots okay. twice. We were the Saints twice. Wow. And it was, you know, so we did a lot of moving and for a person who really doesn't like change mm. um, and likes community, it's very tough yeah. to always be the new girl, like to always oh, be the one walking into places where they already have established friendships. Oh, that is so hard. It is tough. We, you know, yeah. women are, we're a tough group. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think here in Hawaii, I think that's really people I've talked to, especially military who come and go. I think Hawaii is a really difficult place to kind of get in. Groups are established, you know, families are many generations. Yeah. So would you say your closest people are people that you live near or do you have like the online distant friends that you just are a text message away? You know, that it's, well, I'm praying for both because now yeah. we are now settled, but I, oh. I do believe that God has given me girls in every place that I've lived Incredible. and there are friendships that we're, we will always go back to where it was in that time, moment of time, but we've also grown together, even though we haven't been physically together. So yeah. we'll all get together for a girls weekend or Benjamin mm. surprised me. He brought all the girls from all of my touch points to surprise Stop. me for my birthday. It was oh awesome. Wow. And it was people from all Good over the job. country. Wow. And, you know, I just see that God has been faithful, although we have not stayed in the same place. He's been faithful to send me women that I needed or yeah. women that needed me in that season. 
So that's, that's really what I'm talking about is just, and sometimes it it takes effort. Um, it takes vulnerability Mm -hmm. and it just, I mean, like literally I was praying like, Lord, send me, I just need, I just need someone. I need Mm -hmm. a group of people. And Mm -hmm. he didn't do it all at once. He, Mm -hmm. they're all over the place and hopefully Mm -hmm. I'll have that here. But, um, you, I feel like we need authenticity and vulnerability, especially in this Christian life, because we need people to, to mourn with us. And to yes. rejoice with us. That's what the body yes. is called to do. Yep. And that's, that's why it's huge. Important. So for someone out there who's listening, who might be in a new place or just coming out of, you know, I always say there's that fog, you have a new baby or a couple little kids. <laughs> and all of a sudden one day you're like, I haven't left my house in a really long time <laughs> or other than, you know, Walmart yeah. or Costco. Yeah. Yeah. So for the woman who's ready to start making some new friendships, mm-hmm. where have you found most of your friends? Obviously, probably through the NFL, some of them, but yeah. church or through your neighborhood, like what's your go-to to find new friends when you move? Yeah. I mean, that goes back to the other chapter you're talking about with prayer and like having eyes mm-hmm. to see and ears to hear. And so mm-hmm. for some of those girls that are definitely that were, it was like the women's Bible study while we were in the NFL. Other ones have been at church. Now it's who I'm going to live next to. And mm-hmm. I'm generally the one that's like, hey, what are y'all reading? And it's like, yeah. do y'all want to do a Bible study? And so I, that's my personality Love to it. kind of invite people in. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that's not your personality, it's going to be very challenging and yeah. kind of stepping out of your comfort zone. But just it goes back to the prayer thing, like trusting that God will give you what he needs, what you need in order to get what he ultimately has for the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And so I would just suggest to invite someone to coffee, um, mm-hmm. invite someone over. To, if you have a baby, I always tell people we have enough baby stuff. So if you want to come to me, like I can still put your people down for their nap. <laughs> Love that. No one wants to miss a nap. Um, no. But just making it comfortable and making it regular. Like we don't have to put on makeup. We just come as you are yep. mm-hmm. and let's hang out. Let's eat. Let's break bread oh, together and so laugh. Good. And that's what that I would is so good. Yeah. yeah. I know for me, especially because I like you homeschool and write and podcast. And it's so easy for me when life gets full to just put my head down and be like, I've got this. Yeah. But when I do get out and connect with some girlfriends, I love this theme of breathing because you really do feel like you just took a big, deep breath. You're like, ah, <laughs> oh, I needed that. I didn't yeah. realize how much I needed that. I'm yes. like refreshed. So. Yeah. And then you're like, when are we doing this again? Like we cannot totally. wait so long. Why do we wait yeah. so long? Yeah. It's true. Sure. And it just gives you perspective. I think like sometimes like, you know, whether it's potty training or homeschooling, things can feel like they're so big and then you get out and have some fun and you're like, those things aren't that, that no. stressful. Like we can do no. this. We it's can perspective. Laugh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think too, within your friend group, it's like you have somebody who's a little bit ahead someone you're doing life with and someone who's a little bit, you know, so that way it's like always learning. Right. And you realize you're not alone. Like I am not the only person who's potty trained twins before in my life. You know what I mean? (laughs) I make people of twins all the time. Like you survived. That means I can survive. You know, it's just like motivation. Okay. Look outside your box. It'll be good. (laughs) So solid. I love that. Okay. So you have a couple chapters. Oh, that the flood scene. I don't want to ruin the book for anyone, but chapter 10 after the flood, I would just, I was right there with you going, Oh boy, we're talking household disasters here, but, um, also chapter nine, dealing with pain, admitting when you're not fine. I think this is so important to touch on 
during Mother's Day, I uh, I wrote a blog post many years ago called, I think it was Five Ways to Avoid Mother's Day Disappointment, mm-hmm. because I know for me, I had a number of Mother's Days that were disappointing because I yeah. had certain expectations or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I always want to put that out there before Mother's Day, and I'll link to that in the show notes. But um, I think it can be an occasion that just brings up pain, whether yeah. it's necessarily about Mother's Day or something else that's just going on that's really hard right now. And you look around and if you're on social media, heaven forbid, you're going to see everybody else having the most perfect day and you're like, I'm in a painful season. So can you kind of talk to us a little bit about breathing through those painful seasons? Yes. Um, You know, Mother's Day, I looked forward to my first Mother's Day when we first Mm -hmm. had Grace. And it wasn't until um, I had a friend who went through a miscarriage that I understood Mm -hmm. that Mother's Day wasn't a happy day. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, till like, you know, my mother-in-law lost her mother and she was like, Mother's Day is different for me Mm -hmm. now. Um, And so you realize it's always on a Sunday so you never get to sleep yeah. in on Mother's Day. That's another thing. And then you right. might get to sleep on Saturday when you don't have to still get right? people up for church. I'm with you. I'm but so you with just, you. I know, right? So you kind of survey the room and they say all the moms stand up. And I remember one, a friend of mine saying it brought me to tears because she had just miscarried and like couldn't stand up. Mm-hmm. And so even now, as we, you know, like during church, it, I would kind of look around and you would see these different faces that were happening in the same room. And so I realized, and then we had two miscarriages ourselves. Um, mm-hmm. Right after back our to family, back, right? Back to yeah. back within four months. Um, and then we had subsequently had the twins. But um, everyone's story doesn't end that way. And so there, I still have friends who are trying to get pregnant. I still have mm-hmm. friends who are hoping that the in vitro works this time. Like I still have friends yeah. who are trying to adopt. And so I think for Mother's Day, it's important for two things can be happening at the same time, right? So Mm -hmm. as a mom, I still feel like I want to be honored. Mm -hmm. You know, I still have children, but I'm still super compassionate and aware that other Mm -hmm. people are experiencing other hurts, whether through their own mom passing or whatever, like you said, many things that are going on. And so it's really about including everyone in the group, right? And honoring each space. And I think it's important for us individually to be able to voice that. Cause I know one thing about miscarriage is it's very isolating. Mm-hmm. Um, don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something I feel like we should change and talk about more, yeah. but yeah, yeah, it's just mother's day can be tough. And yeah, so we want to acknowledge all the things that people are experiencing while still being able to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just really, yeah. tr- it's very tricky. It is. It is. Yeah. And, and on the miscarriage front, I think I had one before my first son. And I remember, you know, a lot of people were super loving and compassionate right away, but within a week or two, everyone else kind of moved on like, okay, Mm -hmm. she's, she's over it. And I was like, Mm -hmm. but wait, I'm still grieving this loss. And do, do I tell people, do I not, do I talk about it? It was just this awkward, you know, a lot of people have had them, so maybe it shouldn't be a big deal, but it feels like a big deal. So it's huge. Yeah. I mean, I cry for my two babies on mother's day. Mm -hmm. And I, even Mm -hmm. though I, I mean, I want them here with me, Mm -hmm. but I know God has something, had something different Mm -hmm. for our family and Mm -hmm. for 
and for them, but like I said, I'm experiencing two things simultaneously. Sure. Like, sure. I'm excited yes. and happy and honored. And yes. yet I am grieving mm. the two babies that we don't have. And I think the more I talk about it, it doesn't make it better, but it does. I, the one time when I first opened up about the miscarriages, I didn't say anything about the first one, but the second one I did open up and the amount of response of, I never told anyone mm. we did this by on our own. Like no one ever knew. It's just, that made me feel like the enemy was silencing something that we should be embracing yeah. as, yeah. as a church, mm-hmm. as a body yeah. of believers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I just think there's a lot of healing that needs to take place yeah. that hasn't or won't because we don't talk about it. Cause yeah. We don't know what to say. Yes. Right? Like so um, many other things yeah, in life. We don't know what we to get say. awkward. We're just like, I don't want to say the wrong thing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I think until, you know, if someone ever tell like when they said it was it's amazing how people just were like, Hey, I'm experiencing this right now. Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't have all I can say is it is awful. I am so sorry. And yeah. that and like mm-hmm. let the person cry and let and then I start yes. crying and you know, there's that, <laughs> yeah. that moment that we have to be okay with it, with not having yes. the right or the, the solution. Yes, right, absolutely. And and same thing for a loss of a spouse or loss of a child or like you said, a parent. And we're all in that season now where some of us have um, lost parents or in laws. And so, yeah, being sensitive, but also celebrating and yes. and being okay with having the both at once. I think that's a beautiful yeah. way of looking at it. Yeah. And so, oh, that's that's really good stuff. And and somebody out there listening, I'm sure, is in that uh, both and place of, yes. of wanting to celebrate and and yet maybe having a hard, um, hard season. Well, this book makes, should make anyone feel not alone. <laughs> yes. I mean, I just felt like I met a new sister as I read the pages of this book. And there's so many other, I love chapter 11 on your unique giftings for moms. I think that's so important. You do you boo. I love that. Mm-hmm. Great mm-hmm. chapter titles. <laughs> so we can't cover it all, but I will encourage every mom out there if you if you're catching this episode right when it comes out it means there's a few days before mother's day yes. so according to my advice in my blog post that I'll link to <laughs> don't wait for somebody else to give you a mother's day gift just order the book already you know. and give it to yourself and then tell your family that you're going to sneak off and spend a couple of hours with a big cup of coffee or tea and read a book on mother's day like that's a gift find some chocolate you know have have yourself a happy Do mother's something. day Listen, I say you're in charge of your mother's day to some extent. And so that way, do what you need to do. Absolutely. That's (laughs) exactly my advice. I love it. And that comes with time and wisdom. So there you go. We we know. Well, Kirsten, I just could chat with you all day. I really love uh, getting to know you. And if people haven't already been following you, can you just tell everyone where they can find you online or on social media? Yes, I am at underscore Kirsten Watson underscore IG and Kirsten Watson, Kirsten Watson official on Facebook. And you can follow me there and then you can follow my husband and you can see all of our people and all the craziness that happens. So it'll be a lot of fun. And yes, happy Mother's Day. Yeah. Happy Mother's Day, everyone. I'm going to have a picture of your family in the show notes. You guys are just the cutest. And on the cover of the book, some just great pictures here. <laughs> so thank you for joining us. God bless you. I hope those those kids are potty trained by 
by the time Girl. this airs. Oh my, it's, <laughs> it is. It's a huge win. If not, I'm letting it go. I'm just, I'm going to take a breath. It could alone. be your Mother's Day miracle. Yeah, just take <laughs> exactly. a breath. Take a breath either way. Okay, well, thanks for being here. God bless you. Thank and you. you. You too. Bye-bye. All right, friends, hope you enjoyed that conversation. And I truly, from the bottom of my heart, wish you a very happy Mother's Day. And again and again, just appreciate you being a part of this community. I hope you're on my email list. I love to send you all a greeting each Wednesday. And if you are not on that list yet, please join at monicaswanson.com forward slash subscribe. So easy. Uh, Be following along on Instagram. If you're not already, I'm heading to Santa Barbara for my oldest son's college graduation. It's a little emotional, but I'm so proud of him and we'll celebrate Mother's Day while we're there. The whole family is going to be there, some extended family, a lot of friends, a big celebration and just such a fun, special time. And I hope that you are finding some way to be spoiled a little bit and to take a breath this Mother's Day. So be in touch with me when I email you. I love it when you hit reply and leave me a message back. I read everyone and And just appreciate all of you. Have a wonderful rest of your week and Mother's Day weekend. And until next time, aloha.